This is Motley Fool Answers. I'm Allison Southwick, and I'm joined by Diana Yoakum and Robert Brokamp, personal finance experts here at The Motley Fool. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter S, which stands for smug satisfaction and schadenfreude. <laughs> Good German there. Yeah. Celebrities! <laughs> They're just like us, except even worse with their money. And today we're going to talk about some of the biggest money mistakes made by famous people and offer up our best advice for avoiding their same fate. It should be a fun show. I think so. Yeah, it should be. And uh, of course, the thing we find shocking about all this is how much money they made and destroy. They, and destroy. <laughs> right, right. So the and bottom line here is yeah. right. And uh, I once interviewed. Uh, Thomas Stanley, the co-author of The Millionaire Next Door, and he said, "Only income only explain, explains about 30% of your wealth. 70% is all based on your habits. And they demonstrate this, these celebrities. Very bad habits. All right, so, Diana, you're going to bring us our first story, and it's about... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. A beloved basketball player. He is. So, I read this article a few years ago. It was an Esquire interview, and they do this feature that says ask athletes or famous people, uh, list 20 things that you wished you had known when you were 30 years old. Number three for Kareem was become financially literate. Numbers one and two was career is never as important as family. That's a a good good one. one. And number two was do more for the community. Wow, okay. But number three was become more financially literate. And the backstory here is that when he started making some serious money, he ended up hiring this guy who was the advice, financial advisor, manager for a bunch of other athletes. No questions asked. He signed a one-page document. He gave this guy the power over everything, the power to over his investments, the abil- ability to write checks, to even take out loans in Kareem's Whoa. name. Whoa. And so, flash forward a few years. How'd that work out for him? (laughs) Not so good. So, he recognized something's probably up when he stopped getting updates from this guy. And he had an independent audit done of his finances. And what he found out was his manager was investing his money in all of these real estate deals that had gone horribly, horribly wrong. And Kareem was on the hook for $9 million in debt. Yeesh. Yeah. You can understand this, right? I mean, these people are so busy that you have to rely on advisors. And same with uh, other people, all of us. You know, we're expected to become financial experts in our free time, and it's difficult, so you trust people. But unfortunately, especially for these celebrities, with all that money, it attracts a lot of people, and they always don't do right by them. Right. So the lesson here is that you must be an active participant in managing your finances. Even if you are hiring someone to help you out, do the background check. Hopefully that uncovers things. It doesn't always. But keep an eye on your finances. Make sure you are getting regular updates. Make sure you're understanding what they're doing with your money, how they're investing it, and how they're managing your cash flow. So I love this. Kareem said uh, he described the ordeal as a crash course in business school, which he paid a very steep tuition. (laughs) So now he signs all his own checks, and he keeps an eye out over his advisors. Yeah, you have to know enough to at least know whether your advisor is doing a good job for you. Right. Right. All right, what's our next story, Robert? Well, our next story is taxes. And of course, when you make a lot of money, you have to pay a lot of taxes. And our story here is um, from Nicolas Cage. Now, 
This is a guy who made a classic story. Classic <laughs> story. So he, you know, he's made well over hundred million dollars. I mean, he's been paid twenty million dollars to do Lost Treasure, for example, um, and he spends a lot of it, right? So to do what movie? Lost. Oh, sorry. Take the National Treasure. I was going to say. I'm lost money. I actually never see the movie. All right. Okay. Nicolas uh, Cage gets paid a lot of money to do a lot of really bad movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Such as, uh, I actually haven't seen these. Gone in 60 Seconds? Did you have to pull up Anyone? IMDb to be able to Anyone? name a single Nicolas Cage no, movie? No, well, no. That's, what, that looks, that's what it looks like you're doing. Yeah, no, no, no. I know one or two. Maybe. All right, or fine. Name one Nicolas Cage movie. Um, so one of my favorite movies actually is Badass, and he starred in that. Um, so that's probably. I've never it. even heard of that one. You never. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, and I think that's. It. Oh no, what's the other one? Raising Arizona. Yes. Oh yeah, Raising that's Arizona. a classic. Okay, was that it, is and a he classic. was with Cher in. Um, oh, Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Wasn't that's that his it. first big hit? Maybe. I think you so. know, he's related. He's he's like a cousin to Francis Ford Coppola. No, yeah. that's his. Yeah, he's a nephew. Or a nephew. Yeah. Right. So there you go. So here's a guy who's making twenty million dollars per movie. Um, Spending a lot of it too, um, fifteen homes, couple castles, one in Germany, one in England. Um, dinosaur course, fossils. Dinosaur fossils. That's right. A shrunken head, private islands. You know all this good <laughs> stuff. Um, one thing he wasn't spending money on was taxes. Uh, um, so at some point, the government figured out that he owed fourteen million dollars in taxes. And unfortunately, this is two thousand nine. Economy's in the tank. Real estate is not worth as much. So he tries to sell some of his homes. Fortunately, you can't do that. The IRS actually put liens on some of them. Since then, he's paid off about six or seven million dollars of it, and he still makes a lot of money for movies, so he'll be okay. Um, he's Airbnb the right, castles, right? <laughs> and it is <laughs> Ubering around town. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, he doesn't need to do that because he bought a million dollar car at one point. See, um, there's the car you can Uber you people go. around in. That's so like Uber super duper black yeah. car. That's so funny. Uh, and there's another example of a of someone who relied on experts or advisors. He's since sued one of his advisors who was supposed to be paying the taxes and all that stuff. Was so, it payroll tax? Like, how does when he does a movie, do they not like file a W two and like why? Like, I don't I don't know Mr. enough Cage, about celebrities. What's, what's your withholding? <laughs> right? Like, well, he gets a ten ninety nine. Right. So yeah. So you only pay Social Security taxes on the the first one hundred and eighteen thousand or something like that. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Do you have do do celebrities have money withheld so they could be sent to the IRS? I bet I bet that's not the case. So they just so when so when they say Nicolas Cage made twenty million dollars to make this horrible movie, The Wicker Man. I don't know. I think that's a Nick Cage movie, right? <laughs> like he they literally like wrote him a check for twenty million and they said ah he'll deal with his income tax. Right. If you don't have it withheld, um, you. Do quarterly taxes? You have to pay it quarterly, and and it, you have it most likely withheld if you are an employee of that company. And I s- suspect a lot of these actors are not; yeah. they're contractors. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when he's supposed to pay his quarterly taxes, and it sounds like he didn't, so not only do you owe the taxes, you owe penalties and interest on the taxes that you owed. So it just begins building up and up and I don't up. Know. Why pay taxes when you can have a third castle <laughs> <laughs> and more fossils? Go and for it, shrunken Nick. heads. And shrunken heads. Of course, Nick. I mean, Nick Cage isn't the only one. Like Wesley Snipes, Willie Nelson, Martha Stewart, right? Tim Geithner. Oh yeah. I didn't know about yeah. that one. I yeah. knew that he was trying to sell his home, and he wasn't having good luck with that. So he apparently forgot to pay. By the way, this is the, the, the former Treasury Secretary. Yeah. Point that kind out. of yes. a big deal. And he You'd worked at the New York Fed too, too, as well. So apparently, he forgot to pay payroll taxes for 
work he did for the um, World Monetary Fund. There so you go. there you go for four years. Yeah, Th- these people could all really use a separate folder that they keep in a desk <laughs> to keep track of their pay stubs <laughs> and, and pay stubs and 1099s, right? So that they don't forget that they earned twenty-eight million dollars on a movie. <laughs> so funny. Robert, what's our next celebrity story? Well, it really just comes down to the thing we've we've often heard about celebrities, and that's just spending more than you have. Um, and probably there's no bigger example than Michael Jackson, partially because there are a few celebrities who have ever made more money than he did. Um, and the biggest expense, of course, was his Neverland Ranch. He paid $17 million for it. it had a zoo, had rides, it had a movie theater. Um, and it cost $5 million to $10 million a month just to keep it up. Um, and of course, he had a lot of money, but he... Landscaping costs a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Um, and so he, he had to take out loans just to cover all this stuff. So um, he had a lot of assets, but he owed a lot of money. And his, he had actually very little cash in the bank. I remember watching a documentary um, about him and, and the crew went with him to his favorite shop in Las Vegas and he spent $26 million in one hour. And Wait, what? Yeah. How do you spend $26 rem- million look dollars at, in one hour? Martin Bashir, Bashir wasn't yes, that the journalism? Yes, it's on YouTube. Take a look. Yeah, $26 million in one hour. He, bought, he paid something like $89,000 for a chess set. He bought globes and tables. And he was just walking around going, okay, I'll take, I bought that, I bought that, I bought that. Two and of, of course, those. They closed down the whole shop for him and you can see all these crowds just outside the shops like, oh, Michael Jackson's in there. Um, yeah. I mean, when you spend $26 million in one hour, no matter how much money you make, it's going to be pretty difficult. He actually paid almost $50 million for the Beatles catalog, uh, beating out Paul McCartney, and then Paul McCartney never talked to him again. That was actually probably a very good investment No, that was a good him. investment. I, mean, I think in one year, just following that, some later, I mean, you made $80 million alone off that. So it was a good investment. So if we use a music clip here for the Beatles catalog... Michael Jackson's estate is going to get paid what, like five, five bucks in royalties. <laughs> That's right, which will which will uh, add to the eight million dollars a month blanket gets. Blanket being one of his children, I think they each get like eight million dollars a month or something like that—a huge allowance. Wow. Yeah. And they probably don't even have to mow the lawn to earn it. That's right. <laughs> you didn't do the dishes tonight. No eight million for you. <laughs> Go to your circus room. (laughs) (laughs) Sit in the corner. That's right. No dinner. Sit in the castle. Carrot Top is waiting for you. (laughs) Carrot Top. I don't know. That would be a terrifying punishment for a child. That's like Chucky Um, the Clown. (laughs) And so, so besides the um, obvious lesson here of spending less than you make, um, something that applies to many celebrities, particularly sports folks, athletes, is this assumption of. Whatever I am getting now, it will continue into mm-hmm. the future for a very long time, so I can spend it. Um, something like 70 80% of NFL players are bankrupt within three months of retiring. Michael Jackson, obviously, is still making a lot of money, and Nick Cage, the same, but tons of celebrities, the problem, MC Hammer, right? Um, you're just not going to make that kind of money for the rest of your life. Female so actresses, too. They have to think about their career trajectory. That's Unless you're Dame Judi Dench, R- right? But it's it it's an interest. It's a 
a double-edged sword. Tough. Right. So, I, so the other the lesson there for for something I write about a lot of my early retirement service is having a plan B or a plan C, and part of that is factoring in what what if hap, what if something happens to my job, my employer, my career, so that five ten years from now I can I can't make what I'm making now. Maybe it'll just be half or seventy five percent. I think it's a good idea to plan for that. Voiceovers and hand modeling. <laughs> I think those are good plan Bs. Is that yours? Did you just let us in on yours? I was just going to say, or is that the, yeah, okay. Because I'm immediately looking at your hands I just exactly judge if you can do it. Yeah, okay, maybe I've I can do that. I've got lovely hands. Well, All right. So I actually have, speaking of um, sports figures, I have a little trivia question that I think even you two could answer, could get right. <laughs> even you two. Well, What's I know that you say guys about are us? huge about sports, the sports ball games, as Diana <laughs> likes to call them. Unless it's pro football, I know everything about pro football. Right, Everything so, else, I don't care. Okay. Well, this is basketball. So there are. I already don't care. Kansas two... Jayhawks? No. Okay. Come on. I got it. Let me even ask the question. <laughs> oh, sorry. So there are two basketball players in the history of basketball who have made over 100 million, who have won an NCAA tournament, and who have won an NBA tournament. You can probably guess one of those people. Co- Kobe? Um, Curly from the Harlem Grove. What is wrong with you people? What? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Oh, right. Thank yeah. you. Shaquille O'Neal. Just talk, no. Oh. Come on. I really thought you could the get this Shaq. one. So, the Shaq. So, <laughs> the Shaq. So one of those people is Michael Jordan. The other one is Antoine Walker. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. That's okay because the story is about Antoine Walker. He was paid um, in salary 110 million, and. Sports Illustrated did a great article on him, kind of a where is he now, and where he is now, shout out to my hometown Boise, at the time the article came out, he was playing basketball in front of like 100 people in Boise and making 25000 a year. Wow. And he was sharing an apartment that was, you know, like 900 a month. He had to share an apartment for 900 a month. And so, yeah, he blew through $110 million on real estate deals. Yeah. He was... Over generous with his family and friends. At his peak, he had between thirty and seventy friends and family members on his payroll. Yeah. The point is, is that he was an amazing basketball player. He was paid an amazing amount of money, and he blew through it all in like I don't know, ten years, maybe less. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Now his roommate saying, "Hey, can you get this off the top shelf?" All right. Well, let's go out on a high note, shall we? (laughs) How about death? Yay! <laughs> Let's talk about bad deaths. Uh, well, Are there good deaths? Well, no. I mean, <laughs> bad for your heirs and loved ones, I guess. So there are two uh, examples here. A very recent one is Philip Seymour Hoffman. His estate was worth around $30 million, but it got socked with a $15 million tax bill. He had three children and was still with their mother, but he was not legally married to her. So any money that he left to her was subject to estate taxes. Right. And, sh- and if you're not a spouse, you don't have the same legal rights and protections. It varies by state, but um, that is another issue. And so you can get around that by having a good updated will, but sometimes people don't do that. And that was Heath Ledger's mistake, right? He made a will, um, but he didn't update it, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, his will was five years old 
when he passed away. And he named his parents and three sisters as the heirs to his $20 million estate. So his kid estate. didn't get anything? So, yeah, his will was five years old when, when he passed away. And he named his parents and three sisters the heirs of his $20 million estate. What had happened in those five years is that he and actress Michelle Williams had had a daughter. His family was super classy about it, and they disclaimed the inheritance so it could go to their granddaughter. She she could still get it. Oh, right, yeah, it's very that nice. Is nice. But with some celebrity parents that yeah. are actually right. not sucking the money out of all their children. No, that was right. great. But, but with a but with a Philip Seymour Hoffman, he he did have the will. He only named one of his children in the will. It wasn't up to date. He had had two more since then. What he could have done was use vague language in the will that stipulates uh, any other children I have being should be included in this. And that's something Michael Jackson actually did in his will, that he named the kids but also stipulated any other children that might have that this all gets divided equally among them. The other lesson about all these people is they weren't old. No. no. This isn't something that people who are in their, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s have to worry about. And you may remember um, Florence Griffith Joyner, um, Olympic sprinter, uh, passed away when she Flo was jo. 38. Flojo. Passed away when she was 38. She had a will, but no one could find it. Um, I think her husband eventually found it, but then didn't file it in time. Another mess. But, I mean, who would think James, an Olympic sprinter yeah. at age 38 would pass away? James Gandolfini. He was only 51 years yeah. old when he passed away. Yeah. So yeah, dying well, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a, <laughs> well, the, les- the there are several lessons here. It's keep your documents up to date, and the other thing, the reason we know a lot about these people's per- personal finances is that they were a matter of public record. Their estates went into probate. Right. So you can avoid this by doing certain things, like having Michael Jackson did this. He had after he died, the estate was moved into was moved into a trust, the Michael Jackson Family Trust. So things get done more in private. Right. And probate, you can do you can do this too. Yeah, probate is the legal process by which a will is certified as legal and the executor takes care of things. Um, you can do it through trust. You can do it by naming the beneficiary forms on your insurance policies and your accounts. It just goes directly to those people and that's another thing you have to make sure you update. People often do it and they put, you know, their spouse on it and or kids and things like that, but then they get divorced or they have other kids, um, and it's even if the will says one thing, sometimes the beneficiary forms can trump it. So that's another thing you have to update. Yeah. Also, don't do drugs, kids. Don't, don't do, do drugs. drugs. That's right. So now that we've talked about mistakes that celebrities have made managing their money, let's talk about some good stories. Some happy celebrities who've actually been good with their money. Let's. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Zoe Deschanel, the the actress who plays. The girl on cute, New Girl. Cute. She plays the cute girl in everything. <laughs> yeah. So this this was inter- poor Zoe. Anyhow, her finances. She's so cute. Well, no, because because all of this information went public when um, during her divorce in 2012. Did you know she was married, married to, to the, Ben Gibbard? From yeah, from Death, Death Cab, Cab for, for Cutie. Cutie. I yeah. did not know that. But it revealed there's this form that showed her monthly expenses, and we learned that she saves about. 50% of her income, which is great. She has three credit cards, no credit card debt, $1.5 million in the bank, which is a very nice emergency fund <laughs> if you've got one, uh, $1.6 million invested, and at the time, her personal property was worth about $700,000. She was actually living in a house that she had bought from Mark Ruffalo, who's an a- another actor. 
little trivia there. She yeah. also lives off of like berries and bark, so she's probably not going to make the same mistakes as James Gandolfini. And well, yeah, she uh, seriously she doesn't eat like she eats crazy like a bird. She well, but she has a one thousand dollar a month grocery bill. It, bark it, is expensive. It went. This went into extreme detail. This document. She's got. She had a. Again, this is back in 2012. Four thousand dollar mortgage payment. Spent only five hundred dollars a month on restaurants. That's one hundred and twenty five dollars a week. I know plenty of people who spend more than that eating yeah. out hmm. a month. But she. So she did eat, have her bark and berry salad nights at her house, $1,000 on groceries. And she gives $1,500 a month to charity. Now, Robert, you were going to tell us about a guy named Warwick Dunn. Yeah, Warwick Dunn was a uh, football player, also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Very successful, went to a few Pro Bowls, um, good running back. Um, Sad story was that um, when he was younger, he grew up in a single mother household. His mother was a security guard, and she was killed. Um, and so he grew up being very responsible, had to help raise his siblings, so that when he joined the NFL and made all the money that most of those players do, he lived a, a, a pretty modest, frugal household. Um, and uh, one of the things that he does is help single mothers. So every year he will help a single mother with her family. Um, he'll put a down payment on a house. He'll pay for furniture. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's particularly... Noteworthy, I think, when a sports figure does this because everyone else around you is not doing this, or most people aren't. You know, they are buying the new fancy car, they are going to expensive restaurants, and you have to take turns paying the bills. I mean, you can find pictures of that on the internet of the various bills and receipts that different football players have racked up at restaurants. Um, so I just find him, he's, a, he's an admirable guy. So I have one, and that kind of gets back to your point, Diana, about how women celebrities eventually have to go into voice acting and hand modeling <laughs> because it's, Hollywood is cruel to women as they age. Um, and so I wanted to call out Jessica Alba, who launched her own company in 2011 after she had kids. She didn't like that a lot of the products for babies had like toxic chemicals, synthetic this, synthetic that. So she created, created her own company called Honest, and they make like happy products for babies. And um, Honest is now um, valued at about $1 billion. What? what? Holy cow. Yeah, they might IPO soon. Um, but some company value, um, valued the company at $1 billion. And so I just thought it was great that she could have just been a celebrity lady about town. Here's how I got my pre-pregnancy body back right? and sold a DVD, but instead this is much Yeah, more so she, she went yeah. after some, uh, you know, she started a business, became an entrepreneur, and is probably, over time, going to make more money from this business than from her acting career, if I had to guess. Um, so I thought that was awesome, her entrepreneurial yeah. spirit. That's great. Diana, why don't you end this with a nice inspirational quote? This is a quote from Will Rogers, and I love this because I think it really applies to the way celebrities, a lot of celebrities live. And he said, too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things that they don't want to impress people they don't like. (laughs) That's good. Okay, so maybe they did earn the money, but why are you spending money on things that probably you don't really want to impress people that you don't like? Instead, spend money on us and impress us. We'll be duly impressed. We'll like you. We're super impressed by Zoe Deschanel's lack of 
credit card debt and not over-the-top spending on restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I don't know about you guys. Call me Zoe. (laughs) We'll hang. (laughs) Hey, speaking of which, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can. I'm on Twitter at Allison Southwick. Diana is on Twitter at Diana Yoakum. And Robert is on Twitter at Robert Brokamp. Uh, but you might have better luck following them by just hanging outside their houses because <laughs> I don't know how, act- how active you guys are on Twitter. But Not, not super active. But. I don't know. But listeners, feel free to follow us. Why not? Why not? That'd be great. All right. The show is edited. I'll, s- I'll send you updates when my band is playing. <laughs> there you go. The show is edited by Rick Engdahl. Theme music composed and performed by Diana Yoakum. So if you like that theme music, you're going to want to follow her on Twitter and find out when her band is playing next. Our email is answers at fool.com. And for Diana and Robert, I'm Allison Southwick. Full on. Hold up. 